I am the ish at tax preparation. Mm. For profit, nonprofit, businesses, individuals. I geek out over the IRC, which is the Internal Revenue Code, which governs all the tax law. Like I know really? my ish. Yeah, I'm the bomb.com. It's not bragging if it's true. Yeah. Um, but for real. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Arielle from the Work and Play Podcast. If you're getting any value from this channel, and I mean anything from the tutorials to the podcast to the random videos that you see on this channel, then I just ask that you do one thing. Please subscribe. Subscribe and share this to anyone that you think this resonates with and drop a comment below so I know what other things that you want to see next. Now let's get back to the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Work and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Young, and I have the fabulous Miss Tatiana Favors, your tax coach, here to join me today. How are you? I'm amazing. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> I am super excited to have you on. One, because like we, we met so organically. Yeah. But then I've of course been looking at you on your Instagram and I just see like the way you teach, you teach from both a personal perspective and you teach from like a you know specific tax perspective, but you want to educate your clients. That's the feeling that I get. So I'm really excited to get into your story. I'm happy that's the feeling you get because that's the feeling that I want people to get. <laughs> that's exactly where I'm coming from. Well, it's working. It's working. Good. Two um, years. <laughs> look, so without further ado, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Tatiana Favors. Um, I am a tax business coach, which is essentially a business coach to what I like to call taxpreneurs. Um, I've been in the taxation industry for 16 entire years and I am the founder CEO of Mind Your Tax Business which is a consulting firm. Uh, we develop tax professionals into business owners by helping them start and or elevate a profitable tax business heavy on the profitable and I do that via coaching, digital products and physical products. Yes and you are passionate about the profitable so let's start there because <laughs> do people go into this business and like what's the biggest hang up when people go into this business and I'm assuming they aren't profitable but what's keeping them from being profitable? Them. You know, I'm a big component of like the only person or thing in someone's way is themselves. So mm -hmm. pick whatever level that's on is is them. Um, but the biggest misconception that I see is that tax preparation is the only thing you need to know when entering into this business. Now, I teach people how to start and grow their business. Mm -hmm. You know, it just so happens to be a tax business because that's my niche. That's the industry I'm familiar in. Um, but even me, when I started, I just thought just because I was fine at uh, tax preparation meant that oh, I was going to be balling and all of this. And no, maybe... If I wanted to continue to be self-employed or have a side hustle, yes. But if you're really just trying to build a business, mm -hmm. something that's legacy leaving, something that if you want to replace your job with, then there are other business aspects that must be considered outside of tax preparation. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest hangup that I see people, oh, I have to prepare taxes. You can own a tax business and not prepare taxes. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the biggest, yeah, that is one of the biggest hangups, like that you personally have to be the one to prepare the taxes. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the other things that go into a tax business that most people don't understand? Everything, every type of business. And so marketing, pricing your oh, services, customer support, customer service, building a team, effectively planning, um, becoming an actual business, mm -hmm. like an LLC, a corporation, a partnership, not functioning as a sole proprietorship. Um, 
all of those things go into building a business, a strong foundation for your tax business. It's not just tax preparation. Yeah. I got what you mean. Yeah. Focusing on the doing of the work is what a lot of people do. And they don't think about all of the different stuff that needs to happen around you in order to establish Running a business. Yeah. Everyone wants to be a boss, but they think a boss just means not working for someone else. And that's called self-employment. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between being a business owner and being self-employed. And people use them interchangeably, but there is a huge difference. And so I teach people how to become business owners. And so it's, it's, yeah, so if you want just like a fly-by little thing, I'm not your person. But if you actually want to build a business, which takes time, then come holler at me. Let's do it. I love <laughs> it. Come holler at me. <laughs> you already know what to do. Now, you said uh, 16 years of tax experience. What has that journey been like? Because I'm looking at you like, oh, wait a minute. 16 years? You don't even have you. Um, yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah. When I look back at it, it's been amazing. I have been in in the corner crying in balls um, during this journey. But as I look back on everything, everything was necessary. Everything was amazing. Mm -hmm. It started when I was in college, actually. I... Um, I initially went to college. First of all, I didn't know I was going to college. Like, my dad asked me senior year, like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know, get a job. Like, I didn't even have plans to go to college. Mm -hmm. I applied to two colleges, didn't get it. I applied to FAMU and Hampton University just to, didn't get accepted to FAM, but I got accepted at Hampton. I'm like, okay, cool, great. That's you know, and that's what I'm doing. Okay. And I was like, I want to be. <laughs> I wanted to be a um, a criminal profiler because, <laughs> really? like, back in the day, like before ID Channel, it was like court TV and stuff. Yeah, and I was just so I loved it. Like I used to watch it all the time. So I'm like, I want to be a criminal profiler. But then I'm like, my family would like disown me, and I'm not trying to be on anyone's like hit list. So I um, I went there. I majored in sociology to get to know like the study of people. You mm -hmm. know. Um, but then I'm like, I started looking at, you know, how they say, you know, this major, these are like the, how, this is how much you'll make, you know, mm -hmm. if you have this degree, if you have that degree. Right. And sociology was like nothing unless you were like this huge, um, like teacher at a university or something. I'm like, I don't want to be no teacher. Like, mm -hmm. I don't like people like that. I don't want to be a teacher. And I'm like, sociology, I'm not trying to be a social worker. Like, so mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I'm going to go the business route. But everyone was majoring in business. And so I'm like, I'm going to do accounting. That's even more niche. It's so crazy because I was thinking niche before it was like a thing. A thing yeah. yeah, but I'm like, I don't want to do business. Is everybody getting a business management degree? I'm going to do accounting. Mm -hmm. I just pulled it out. Like, everyone say I'm good at math, which has nothing to do with accounting. Like, accounting is literally addition and subtraction. There's no, you just have to know where to put the numbers. It's not about calculating numbers. It's about where to put the numbers. Yeah. Anyway, but I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do accounting. And part of the accounting curriculum was tax 101, tax 102, you know. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in, <laughs> I'm such a geek. I remember being in class and this short white teacher was like just talking about taxes like so fluently like how i would talk about what i ate for dinner last night and i'm like i want to talk about taxes like that like so i don't know what sparked in me but i immediately resonated and it was on from there mm -hmm. i joined vita which is like a volunteer income tax 
association, I think, okay. um, which is basically when you volunteer to prepare like low income uh, taxes or homeless people taxes. And so they had like a Vita. Um, I went through my teacher to join that. I did that. Then I started doing my roommates and like my uh, friends, my college friends, like little W-2 jobs. I started doing tax returns on TurboTax, like not, don't do it. Um, <laughs> like when you say don't do it, don't 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 don't, don't prepare it. don't prepare other people's taxes on TurboTax. It's not what it's for. Okay. It's not what it's for. Okay. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, we're gonna do this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, preparing other people's like tax returns here and there, and then it just grew from there, grew from there, grew from there. Um, when I graduated from Hampton, I came back home here to Atlanta. My god brother owned a Liberty Tax franchise. Okay. But by but back then, so this was oh nine. So yes, because I spent five years in um, college. Because when I changed my major, I had to like retake mm -hmm. all of the prerequisites and all of that. Um, he had a Liberty Tax, but he had a kiosk. And this was like in the beginning where like kiosks were like unheard of. Now it's more you know prevalent. But back like then, like a tax kiosk, like at Walmart. Yes, okay. but ours is at Family Dollar okay. in Adamsville off MLK okay. in my neighborhood. So people would call, hey, I'm like, I am at work. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so I would man this kiosk, which was like, who does taxes in a Family Dollar at a kiosk? Now it's so like everyone does it. Yeah. But back then in 09, it was like, no. And so he put me in charge of this kiosk. So I would literally open it up. Give the little guy that we hired the little Liberty Tax uh, costumes, like you can go on the street and stuff. And flip the sign. Yeah, flip the sign <laughs> and all of that. And and so it started there. Um, then I got an internship at a tax law firm. Okay. And when that and it was an unpaid internship, so I probably worked at Liberty for like a year for a season for one tax season. Okay. Then I got an internship at a tax law firm, small business. Um, black guy owned it he was a tax attorney and so when i tell you totally different level of tax preparation totally different type of clientele than your liberty tax your liberty tax people you know they're w-2s that's it hardly any worksheets like that's it when i worked for him like i didn't even know what itemized deductions were um i'm talking about people who are making money i didn't know people made um multiple businesses properties capital gains mm -hmm. different types like a whole different and then i got into tax resolution um audits federal and state just like really stepped my game up with the experience i ended up getting a paid um position there worked with him for about five or six years nice. um and then I decided to go on my own. I was like, yeah, I'm going to start my own tax business. So like, this is 2006 or seven. Uh, This is, well, I was still working with him when I ventured out on my own. Okay. Because I became, I went from full time to him. And then I was like, I wanted more money. So I got, I went back to corporate America, but still gave my, um, start contracting with him. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, I want to start my own business. So... He's gonna be my client. Like I'm gonna contract my services to him instead. You know, in my mind, I thought I was doing something. But um, but yeah. So like I was kind of doing contract work for him. Okay. But then I went back to corporate America because I wanted a certain lifestyle, and I was like, well, I'm gonna start my own thing. You know what I'm saying? So 
I started my own thing. It was going to be tax and accounting because I did get my degree in accounting. Okay. And so I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to offer this. And I'm going to be balling because I I am the ish at tax preparation. Mm. For-profit, non-profit, businesses, individuals. I geek out over the IRC, which is the Internal Revenue Code, which governs all the tax law. Like, I know really? my ish. Yeah, I'm the bomb.com. It's not bragging if it's true. Yeah. Um, but for real, like, yeah. I, yeah. You give me, like, this, even though we're just talking about taxes, they, like, they don't know what it feels like to hang out with you outside of the um, camera, but you really give this air of confidence just about you. So it's it's a good thing. It just feels good. I'm like, let me get some of that. Look. Yeah, look, shouts out to God because it was always not here, especially in the beginning of my entrepreneurial career. Like, mm. I'll tell you about that. Like, I went through a really dark place. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I said, I'm going to start my own thing. Yeah. I'm like, I know how to prepare taxes. So, yeah, I'm be bald. I'm about to get my yacht. Like, yeah, like, that's, <laughs> like this is what's going to happen. Got you. And no, it didn't happen that way. Mm -hmm. And I was, and it took me like two years to figure out that all I needed, like I needed other things besides tax preparation. Yeah. So this was, when you speak to your client's journey, you're speaking from your own journey. Yes. You thought, okay, if I had just be a boss at tax preparation, I would be a, I would be a boss business person with my yacht. Yes, and you. That's when you recognize, oh no, you're missing a whole lot, sis. I'm um, a whole lot, mm. a whole lot, mm -hmm. a whole lot. Before we get into your, your whole, <laughs> a, a whole heap, like a whole lot. I want to get there. I want to go there. But one thing that resonates with me is for people who. So I thought because I was good at math, I was going to be a CPA, right? <laughs> So, but that is a huge misconception. Huge misconception. I went in there. I did good in accounting, but I did terrible on those exams because you have to understand. You said the tax code. Mm -hmm. Like you have to really love that part of it. So, being that you did love that part of it, it would you say that's the differentiator between um, a great tax person and a person who just does taxes? That's a good question. Um, it helps. It definitely helps, and and I'm I'm gonna say yes because that's the difference. Like when I was real active in tax preparation, and because I, you know, girl, you, like, I don't really be doing taxes no more because that's where I've grown from that. Mm -hmm. But like my whole campaign used to be like, you know, Liberty Tax and H and R Block. They have like data entry specialists. Like you come to me if you want strategy, if you want tax planning, mm -hmm. if you want because I know. The tax code, I know the game. I know the loopholes. I know, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. all of that. Um, you know, that kind of reminds me of, like, when Donald Trump released his thing, everyone's outraged, and I'm like, y'all gonna be mad, but uh, nothing illegal here. Got it. He played the game. Yeah. And so that all of this is a game. It's yeah. It's a game. It's a game. And I take it seriously to help teach my art. People, you know, the game. Yeah. They gave us, they 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 force us to play this game that we don't have a rule book to. Yeah. Well, I know a little bit of the rules, so I'm gonna share it. You get what I'm saying? So yes. like And what I so I love that about you. And I also love that you started learning taxes from people who would would be considered at risk or vulnerable populations, which I didn't even know that it existed for people. I don't think I even know like that tax preparers existed for people who didn't have any money. Um, because you always see like 
the tax season comes around. There's so many people who just don't do taxes. And I ended up helping, we were, I created this program. We were helping young people get jobs. I'm like, oh, what did they do from the years prior where they didn't file? Anywho, it's just really cool to hear that you actually started there. Yeah. So you were talking about your experience in corporate. What's it like to, to be a tax preparer in corporate or were you doing broad accounting when you were in corporate? My last corporate, because I haven't, I left um, corporate America July 2016. Mm -hmm. So last month was actually my five year anniversary of not working for anyone. Congratulations. Being a full time entrepreneur. I've had my business longer than that, but being a full time entrepreneur has been five years mm -hmm. and one month. And um, it, what my last job that I was doing, I was working for a tax software company. So it was a software company. I was in a research department. Okay. And what I did was do what I love doing, researching tax law and putting it in a way that the data people can input it into the software. So like any software that you have, it comes with automatic updates. Mm -hmm. You update it, cool. It calculates how it's supposed to, all of that. If they're a good software company, they have a research department who research the laws, how it's calculated. Mm -hmm. If we don't understand it, we contact Illinois Department of Revenue and talk to these people and say, okay, with this, how does this, what's the, what are the thresholds, what happens here, what happens if it's a resident, but like just re like down to the T because you have to be specific because these people buy the software, they have these updates. And they have to be accurate because you're dealing with people's tax returns. So, like, I was in a research department at a tax software company. That's cool. Yes, that's it was that. cool. So, you that kind of takes back, that ties in your time when you were in college doing tax returns on TurboTax. <laughs> so, now, because you know what it's like to be the end user and the, the company that creates the software. Yeah, the one thing about me as it pertains to the taxation industry is... I know the full picture of it. I know the entire circle of it. I don't just come from tax preparation. I know the entire circle of it. So I know if you do this, what that affects, why, when, and how. Mm. I'm not, I can't, I, usually, <laughs> I love to always ask like, were you good at it? But it sounds like you were great at it. Oh, it's phenomenal. What didn't you like about being in corporate? Um, people telling me what I couldn't do. Mm. People telling me what I couldn't do. Even when I quit, my uh, manager was like, well, you know, uh, small businesses typically don't make it after the first two years or whatnot. And I was like, thank you. But I knew I was the ish at the job, so he was just really upset for losing me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like the subject matter expert on a few things. And so I gave them a three month. Um, three months before I knew I was going because I knew they was gonna have to replace me and I didn't just want to leave them high and dry I two weeks. I'm like hire someone. I will train them. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah, because yeah, I'm gonna leave on an all the way high note. That's a good transition advice I, If I always say if you can avoid burning bridges then burn then don't burn, burn bridges but a lot of times People are emotionally drained or burned out, so they just have to, I want to leave tomorrow. Yeah. But that's a really good move. Now, them three months, I was like, oh my gosh, why did I say this? Like, I should have just been out. I should have just been out. <laughs> I'm like, why, why, why? And I'm like, oh, whatever, whatever. No, seriously. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I, wish, I just got to be so righteous. I just got to be so, you know, decent. Like, why I can't just be like, peace. So, I mean, you, so it's a good call on the burning the bridges, but like you were, did you feel like you were um, not burned out, but checked out in those three months? Or did you still kind of rise to the occasion for those last three months? Man, I'm three months because I was already 
doing like I had two full-time jobs I had that full-time job and then my business that I work nights and weekends honestly right so I was still I was having meetings at work for my business yeah. you get what I'm saying at my desk like trying to speak all or like go to the car real quick because I was salary so oh, that's one thing I, I'm that's salary that First and fifteenth, you know, you know when things are are coming, but it, you know, compared this is you can't yeah. push that way. Yeah, your your cash was a little different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. But so whether I showed up at a ten or not, I'm getting paid the same thing. So I'm like, I'm about to take this call. I'm about to answer this email mm -hmm. on lunch breaks. I would go meet clients and stuff. So yeah. like, I was already one foot in, one foot out. Um. But I. Like to think I'm a person of my word, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and finish this, mm -hmm. and, and that'll be that. That's beautiful. Well, mm -hmm. cheers to you, and, you. And, and I know they benefited from it because, you know, you said corporation. Sometimes I understand when when, when people don't want to do that for small business owners, especially for entrepreneurs who grew to have a team of five or something. You don't want to leave them hanging, but it was really honorable for you to do that for a corporation because it's like. We can always say, oh, we'll have somebody in our seat before, but it's, mm -hmm. it's important that you did that. So another transition that I talk about, even with my clients who are not even specifically in tax businesses, which is going into entrepreneurship, is time management. So like, how did you start? And I know you talk about it a lot now as an entrepreneur. So how did you start to develop your relationship with time management? Oh, I had none at first. Mm. Yep. No, it was non-existent. I was so unruly. Um, when I thought that when I had my job, I was doing so much for my business. I was so productive. I was all of that. Um, and so I'm like, man, if I get rid of this job, ain't no telling what I, where I can take my business. I'll have all day and night and everything, so much more time to devote to my business, to have it grow, all of that. Girl, it was too much time. It was too much freedom. It was, yeah. Two, like 24 hours was like 72 hours. It was like, how, what, like, what? Like, it was too much time. I didn't even know where to begin. Okay. And so it took me a while to get time management on point. Like, even to this day, it is an intentional decision to sit down, be bored, and do what I need to do. Yeah. Like, it is, it is an intent. And so that's, that's the thing. You have to be very intentional. Mm -hmm. It's an intentional decision. You're not just going to wake up and be like, I'm going to be great at time management today. No, you're going to wake up and be like, you have, it's an intention. You're not going to feel it all the time. Like, yeah. so in the beginning, it was non-existent. I didn't have it. Um, shit, when did I develop it? Uh, it was a while because I'm the type of person, I have to learn lessons like two or three times. I can't just learn it the first time around. It's a relationship I have with God. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say God. Yeah, like, I just, I just can't. Like, I got to skin my face at least three times before I'm like, oh, don't do that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Bruised up and everything. Like, oh, I did it. I got, I got it right. So, it was, it was a while. Um, I sought out help with that, you know, guidance with how do I begin to schedule my days? Yeah. Like, how do I get up? hold on this yeah and um and so meeting with clients and all of that like that helped me because I'm not going to just not show up mm -hmm. so that helped me and then um kind of clarity runs my life 
Without it, I'm nothing. With it, I'm superwoman. There is no in between. Yeah. I have to have clarity. And when I lacked clarity, especially back then, um, nothing was happening. Yeah. Like I couldn't even get my day right because I wasn't sure where I was going or where I wanted to take it. Yeah. If I was getting more into taxes or accounting, I had a lot of bookkeeping and accounting clients at that time as well. Yeah. So I was very much working in my business and not on my business. And so I was very much self-employed. And I did not understand the freedom that entrepreneurs and business owners talk about. I'm like, where's this freedom people are talking about? Because I am busy. Yeah. <laughs> Worse than it was when I was working, when you were working in your corporate. Yeah. Because I, I, I mean, I was salaried. I just, look, eight hours, whatever. I'm only really working, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we, so the thing about it is we think, Okay, well, I do all this work in my corporation. I could do the same work for myself and get the same amount of money, especially no. since I just got this same contract for a million dollars and I've been spending, you know, we, we think that way. Yeah, and it is a terrible way to think because your report card is your bank account. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Your bank account will let you know if you're doing what you need to do or not. Mm -hmm. um, Ooh, I like and Your report card is your <laughs> bank account. Your report card is your bank account. Your bank account looking real small. You like, oh, I'm not doing something. Something's not right. Mm -mm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you speak about clarity very fluently, even before we started talking. Like you, for some people, even for myself, before I recognized what the clarity was, it's just anxiety. It's just confusion. It's just we experience no clarity in so many different ways. But you talk about it so fluently from like. Oh, yeah, it was a point of no clarity. So, like, what was your relationship with even understanding, like, yourself and saying, without no, without clarity, I am nothing? Ooh, well, first of all, shout out to God because he don't pull me out some stuff. Um, to answer your question 100% honestly, like, when I had no clarity, I lost control. Um... And so, boom, all right, fuck it, let's go here. I've never even said this publicly, but at my lowest point, we talking maybe three or four years ago, I considered myself an alcoholic. I started drinking a lot, and um, like a lot. The transition, probably like toward the end of 2016, like, so the same year I quit, like, I was good. Um, I was good, I was excited, and then like I think November I woke up one day like, oh, where to check it? Like I just had no idea where I was gonna get money from. Mm. <laughs> like, cause it's like you're used to your salary, you're used to whatever. And um, and I just woke up one day and just did not know anymore. Like everything that I thought I knew, I knew nothing. And I found no answers at the bottom of any bottle, but I tried a lot of bottles to find a lot of answers and I found none. Yeah. Um, but I tried, I tried, girl, Ooh, let me tell you. Um, so according to my therapist now, cause yes, I have therapists and I have coaches, everyone should, but cause I consider myself an alcoholic. Um, she doesn't consider me an alcoholic. She just said it was a habit because now I drink, I only drink on the weekends though. But I have clarity. So, like, clarity literally, like, that front. So, to answer your question, I hate to jump all around. 
I'm I'm very aware. I'm very aware of myself. I'm the type of person that looks internally. You know, mm-hmm. if something is wrong or something not right, I look inward first. I don't look outward. I look inward. And even when I was fucked up, you know what I'm saying, I was aware of that. that I was aware of the mind games I was even playing with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, for six months, it was my last day. You know what I'm saying? Say, oh, then, this, is my, this is my last day. I'm going to get my life together tomorrow. No. Um, I can stop if I want to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which was a facade for, you know, but I don't want to. No, I wanted to, but I had lost control at that point. So I, I was scared to try and fail. Yeah. Because that would really solidify to me that, ooh, girl, you got a problem. You got a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Because you do sound like you're very self-aware. Even when you say you were trying to find the answer at the bottom of the bottle. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a very clear reason why I am taken to the bottle, right? Mm-hmm. And I can assume, but since you're here, I can ask you, like, was, was it that you were going from corporate America? And because I feel like if we have the... Um, if that, sometimes I think drinking, that even if it's a habit or an alcohol, if it's alcoholism, it's kind of somewhere hereditary, right? Or we're oh, prone yeah. to like addictive personality. Oh yes, both. Okay. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like corporate kept you from certain addictive things, and and now that you are like exposing everything that that like corporate kind of keeps in track, you were no. Because I was always a person, I mean, I've been drinking and smoking since like 14. I don't smoke anymore. Um, but so, yeah, that was like something I've always done my whole life. But as I got older, like, it, I don't know how it morphed, but it did. Mm-hmm. And even when I had my, um, toward the end of corporate America, I found myself like binge smoking. Like, I would literally be up. Like, if I had a, you know, I I don't smoke weed anymore, but if I had a seven, I'm smoking a whole seven. If I had three, five, I'm smoking. Like, I, I I don't know where that came from, but I started binge smoking. Mm. Like, would legitly be up all night smoking. This was after corporate. This was during. This was during. This is during. I used to, it, I, I remember sometimes I used to wake up at six to get ready to go to my job. Sometimes I wouldn't even go to sleep. Yeah. I just would just stop smoking and go take a shower and go to work. Mm. I don't know where that came from. So that's probably like the last year of my corporate. So I'm like, and I, and I don't know if that was, you know, looking back at it, because um, I actually haven't thought about this in a while. I can't believe you got me talking about that. <laughs> I ain't never said none of this publicly. Um, this is crazy. But, um, yeah, like, probably thinking about it now, because I was going through a transition, and I think I was going through an internal battle that maybe was unbeknownst to me at that time. And... My subconscious knew I was going through it, but my conscious mind just knew that was how I was acting out. Because I always drank and smoked and still was productive and still did what I needed to do. But then it just kind of morphed into something else. And I had no idea, like no idea how or why. Yeah. To the point where that's why I smoke. Because it hit me different. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so unproductive. Smoke like 
during school I graduated with honors and everything was high as hell. That was like normal. Mm-hmm. But now like it hits me different. Mm-hmm. Like so I'm like, I can't do this. It's taking time away from my business. Like yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot to explore there. Um and of course like we don't have to spend the whole podcast talking about it. I just think there's we started this conversation talking about time management and there's there's a whole thing in the transition, one with time management where you you're going from a structured environment to no structure, but then also the stress level of the transition, like, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go do my own thing. Like, with all those thoughts, I'm sure there's something to be said about that whole transition. For sure. Mm-hmm. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Because, um, and I couldn't explain it either. Like, I, I felt... Like I was meant for more. Like I felt great. Like I never. I always like I'm not human. Like because I can't. I don't resonate with y'all. Like I. I can't connect with y'all. You know. Um, I always felt like it was something else I was supposed to be doing. Like yeah. I could never describe. It. Like I'm just like I feel great. Like I feel great. You know. People be like you are great. And I'm like I know, but no. Like I could. I could never explain it. And I'm like I think I just got to try to do my own thing. And um, I would like who I am today, what I've accomplished today, I couldn't told you. Like, this wasn't even part of the plan. Yeah. Like, I just thought I was going to run a, a, a tax office, like a, a successful tax and accounting firm. It's funny how we do that. Like, we know we're greatness, but then there are things that we can't even imagine God has for us. Can't even imagine. We just know. We just don't. We just don't know. I do want to ask about the uptick, though, because we were talking about, we went down, and there's an uptick, right, where you didn't have the time management, but there was an uptick where you started to get a hang of it. What did that look like? How did you start to get out of that and go back up into success? Uh, um, my business saved my life. And so when I quit my job, I had a business partner and we have what's called a partner program, which is essentially a tax business in a box. It is more like more people do it now, but back then, like it was like us and like another company that did it who was like kind of big. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, it's people who want to start a tax business who don't have, who can't, who don't have an EFIN, which is like an electronic filing identification number, mm-hmm. and they can file through us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we provide them tax software, the training, all of that. And um, we don't eat unless they eat. And side note, I really love that model. That's my other business, Thrive Tech Systems. Um, I really love that model because it it make I have to pour into them in order for me to make money. So I don't make money unless you make money. I love that. Yeah. I love that because I have to pour into you. Yeah. So I don't benefit off of you unless you benefit off of you. It's fantastic. I love that model. I'll never change it. But... Do you still do that? Yes. Okay, I do. I do. That's my other business, Thrive Tech Systems. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, when I was, you know, drunk and everything, um, I, girl, I started canceling meetings and stuff. Like, and no one even really knew because if someone didn't win a week without talking to me, it's like, oh, well, she's busy. She's an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? Like, so no one, no, like, I would tell people now closer to me, and they're like, nah, like, no, like people still don't believe me. Mm-hmm. People still don't believe me. Yeah, I went through that. Yeah, cause, cause I'm a very private person, but I'm 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 gonna clean up. You know what I'm saying? But like, 
no one like they like really I'm like yeah like this is what I've been going through but um I still had to pour into the partners we had partners so they would call me I would talk to them tell them what to do still had a little training sometimes sometimes I tell my business partner like hey you know what I'm saying but um fast forward some months I started getting calls and they would call me it was like a good three of them that called me crying crying thanking me thank you so much I did what you said and I made this much and I was able to quit my job at Ruby Tuesdays and I did this that third and I'm like what me like what are you talking about and long story short at a time where I didn't see value in myself they saw value in me I became valuable and I'm like, I'm having an impact on people like this. And I was fucked up doing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, that was the beginning. Yeah. And so I always say, like, without the partner program, I don't know where I would be right now because those people really made me realize that I had value and that I was transforming people's lives just from telling them my experiences what to do to avoid that pothole, to not make a right, to make a left, to... I'm thinking I'm just having conversations with these people, but they was actually listening to me, and they implemented what I said, and it worked out. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, really? Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, it took me a minute, but that was the beginning of me pulling myself out. And then I would think, like, all right, Todd, you're at three feet right now. It's, it's much easier to pull yourself from three feet than six feet. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, do it. That's why. You know what I'm saying? Like, just do it. And I would do it. I would fall. I would do it. I would fall. I would do it. I would fall. Honestly. Mm -hmm. um, but even with that, I'm like, damn, I'm persistent as hell. Like, I keep falling, <laughs> but I keep trying. Like, I keep trying. Yeah. And so it's like, dang, God got something for me. So like, literally recently, like this, probably the end of last year, and so it's probably coming up on a year now, I have like been actively in my Bible. Like every day, every morning, I do my morning devotionals. Like I'm actually reading the Word. Like I've always had a church home and believed in God and everything like that, but never have I just been in my Bible, reading the word, understanding what he wants of us. And I'm like, oh, that's it. I can do that. Mm -hmm. Being obedient. I tried 34, 35 years of doing it my way and I got some success, but like within a few months of just being obedient, my entire life has changed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just like, and it's like, like, this is what I've been having for you, but you just so hard head, you know, and it's just like, oh, a book, a planner. Yeah. That was never part of the plan. Mm -hmm. A membership. Yeah, right. That was never part of the plan. Yeah. Being a coach, I never wanted to, I, I, I used to be famous. I'm not, I'm not going to be, I can't teach nobody. I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be a teacher. I'm a whole coach. It's essentially a teacher. Yeah, full circle, right? Full Especially circle. Like, I don't want to be nothing related to social work or people or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
So as we talk about clarity um, and, and your success and, and pulling yourself out and now you've reached a level of clarity as a coach, what came first? Was it the membership? Was it the planner? Now, we might we might not talk about it. We might not, but I just think it's really cute. The mind your business, mind your tax business yes. um, planner. Like, which, which, as you got clarity, what, how did your business evolve? Um, oh, it evolved because I started becoming creative. And the goal was to prepare tax professionals, you know, to help them start. To be for, ultimately, my personal vendetta almost was to help little tots out there, you know, because I struggled so, I lost so much money. I struggled, I cried, I, you know, just trying to figure this thing out. And I didn't have anyone like me. Like I had mentors to teach me the tax preparation side, but the business ownership side, I did not have. Mm -hmm. And so the goal was to help other people, other tax professionals, you know, be for them what I wish I had. Just someone to get them a game. You get what I'm saying? And someone who looks like us. Yeah. Because this industry is still very much white male dominated. Mm -hmm. Accounting and tax is still very much so. Um, and so, especially back then, you know, that's all. Now that I've gotten in the entrepreneur world, like, it's opened up a little more. But even with that, like, you know, I hate mediocre. I hate mediocrity, period. Mm -hmm. But I hate mediocre tax. Professionals. professionals, companies, fake text, gurus, all of that. It's like you're teaching our people wrong. Yeah. You don't even know the game yourself. and you So it's like you teach incorrect information. They go out and do incorrect things. And then they come to me and I clean it up. Yeah, but it's like just learn it so you can teach properly. Like, oh, it's pet peeve. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But um, I decided to, because I started to get better at business. And so looking outside, because the taxation industry is very small and almost closed mind. And so I'm like, because how I even grew my business was looking at other business, other successful business owners outside the taxation industry. Why is your business successful? Period. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. there's too many successful people in the world who's not all in the same industry. What are y'all doing? What are y'all, you know? So that's when I started learning about marketing and implementing systems and building a team and mindfulness and all of that. And I started trial and error, you know, what worked, I kept, and that's what I teach today, you know, with my own sauce on it, and what didn't, you know, what didn't translate well in the taxation industry, I left, and so then I heard, I forgot where I heard it from or who, but someone was like, you know, people will pay you good for what you do, but they'll pay you more for what you know, and I'm like, is that right, mm -hmm. and so I decided to create a course. Because I'm like, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to make money in my sleep. Yeah. Like, because I, at this point in time, so this was probably about five or six years ago. At this point in time, I didn't want to do tax preparation anymore. I didn't want to be behind a computer anymore. I didn't want to, about four or five years ago, I fired all of my bookkeeping clients. So this was probably four years ago. Mm -hmm. I fired all of my bookkeeping and accounting clients. Because I realized as long as I was working in my business, I wasn't working on my business, I couldn't grow it. Yeah. And that was kind of like taking that big leap again because accounting, that's 
residual, like people pay you yearly for that. And I had a significant amount of accounting clients. Mm -hmm. So it was like giving up that money too, just kind of like when I left, you know, corporate. I'm like, I cannot devote time in growing my business if I'm doing P&Ls and balance sheets and reconciliations every month, you know? So I gave them probably like a couple months notice and boom, like no more accounting. Then I'm like, I don't really want to do tax preparation any, you know, either. Like, mm-hmm. I had a business at this point. I had the partners. I'm like, I don't really want to do this either. Like, I just didn't have the the excitement about it anymore. I knew I wanted to stay in the industry, but I'm like, this not this not it. Me being knee deep in tax returns. Me, my life ended December and picking back up in May was getting old. Like, you get what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, it's got to be a better way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like. I don't, I don't even know how I came up with the idea of having a course. This but was four years ago? This was, I first started selling this course probably like three and a half years ago. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And, and now, so, courses are so big. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, let me do a course because for the part, so it probably was almost, yeah, it might have been like four and a half years ago because five years ago I quit my job. We already had the partner program. I was creating courses for them so they could, because again, I have to pour into you, the more money you make during tax season, the more money I make during tax season. Mm -hmm. Um, So we would have weekly huddle sessions and I would teach them marketing systems, how to build a team, how to whatever. Like, so these were like little presentations I was putting internally. And I'm like, well, People who is, you know, you don't have to be a partner. You don't have to be my partner for you to benefit from this. And so that's where the course idea came from now that I think about it. And I'm like, well, let me just make a course. And when I started, I'm like, what the hell did I get myself into? Because I'm a high C. I don't know if you know what that means. But yes. Like, what is, and this okay. is me. Yes. We're completely uh, opposite. Not opposites, but you're my compliment because I'm a high I. You're high. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, boom. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I'm a high C. And so the the level of detail and the level of standard that I have makes me sick, okay? So I'm just like <laughs> in my Trello, like, okay, I got to have this, but I got to tell them about this, but I hear you had to tell them about this, but I got it done, got the course, underpriced it. Like, I think the first round, I think I was sitting that bad boy for like $2.99. I'm talking about 15 lessons, like... Yeesh. Crack prices. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, so, so, but did it did it do well? It, still? it sold. I mean, it sold, but it was two ninety nine. Like, oh yeah, no, no, no. You bet. Y'all buying too many of these. Let me raise the price. Yeah, but the th- so, but then it's like, okay, so now I know how to market a tax business, mm-hmm. but I don't know how to market a course. Okay. Like, even though I'm in the taxation industry, still, it's different because mm-hmm. now I'm dealing with digital products. Now mm-hmm. I'm dealing with. So I had to kind of like relearn everything too, because it's like, okay, if it's a tax. I know exactly how to market a tax business. I know exactly how to hire people to tax business. I know exactly how to, but this was different. And I would try to explain it to like my peers and they were like, I mean, we're still in the industry. And I'm like, I'm going to tell you more. Because <laughs> like, either I'm not saying something right, but it's different. Like, yeah. it's different. Yeah. So, like, I raised it, the four ninety seven, whatever. And it's, and I'm about to actually relaunch it. And it's nine ninety seven now. Nice, but will it there is, be an affiliate code for that one as well? I should make 
<laughs> no, but but a lot of my a lot of my task bosses have been asking me, so I will make an affiliate code Let's because do it. I, I love to share the wealth. You'll get fifty percent of it. It'll be in the description below. <laughs> so um so yeah, like um so I created the course and then one of my partners, she got a planner done and I've always wanted a planner. And I was like, oh, who did your planner? So she gave me the information to the girl who did her planner. So I'm talking to the girl, and I'm talking to the girl, and she like, yeah, um, you know, we're talking about planners. I'm like, well, how does this even work? Like, do you just make it up? Do I? She's like, it could be like a, a joint effort or whatnot. I'm like, okay, cool. And I just so happened to ask her, I said, do you transcribe? Because I was really into taking one piece of content and transferring. So if it was video, I want to transcribe it. I want to blog it. I want to, you know, so I was like in, in that mode at that time. So this was like three or four years ago. So I'm like, um, do you transcribe stuff? Like, I'm like, do you transcribe courses? She said, yeah, we could do that. I said, and put it in book? She's like, yeah, that's how I got my book. It's wow. essentially my course with a little bit more, you know, because my course was, very, especially at that time, it was more... Um, this one. Yes, the mm -hmm. Mind Your Tax Business. The blueprint to owning your, a thriving tax business. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so that's essentially my course, but with added information and umph to make sure, because it's a read, you mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? So, like, she did that. That process was crazy, but I'm like... I don't even know what made me ask that question, but I did. Now I have a book that sold on Amazon. And this was like three years ago. It's been on Amazon for a, a couple of years. Um, and then we made the planner. And the planner is so amazing because it is the perfect combination. It's so me. It's the perfect combination of like mindfulness and building your tax business. Mm. Because you need both to build any type of business. Yeah. So like... In my planner, I have weekly reviews, I have monthly previews and reviews, so questions that you need to ask to answer before each month so you can mentally prepare for the upcoming month. Okay. Um, and then to review your week and review your month to see where are you, you know, how are you measuring your success? Sometimes we're doing so many things, we don't know if we are elevating or not. That's important. That's one thing that I learned as a business owner, like, I don't know what I'm doing if I'm not measuring it. If I don't know where I've been. Like sometimes we think uh, this is not working, but you look at the numbers and your conversion rate is like, but it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just am not seeing it maybe monetarily or whatnot, but I have more eyes on it. It's just, it could be a few things. You have to have a way to measure yeah. things. Mm -hmm. I'm as a high C, you know, I got to know like, where are we going with this and where we've been? Yeah. So I know how to pivot. This is exciting. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm like, I love like hearing hearing the way you talk, you would be a you are. I I can tell you're a great coach because these are these are some of the things that people just don't account for. Mm -hmm. One, period. Especially even in corporations. If you're not in the data side of business, you don't know that there's data that goes into every business decision. And then as entrepreneurs, you talked about like not you knew you knew your stuff as an accountant, but then you like there's so much around like marketing and things like that. But there's some people who are just like good at what they do, selling t-shirts, and they never count how many they they sell. They never see how many people click the link, but they never buy. 
Like those kind of things. They don't account for how much it costs them to buy the materials they needed to produce the shirt. They don't right. know how much time it takes to print it or whatever. All of that stuff matters. Yeah. All of it matters. And yeah. people just like, yeah, I'm just gonna, like, okay, well. Mm. Come out at me when you hit a wall. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's um it's inevitable. It's something that I had to do. Yeah. And and I hit a wall a few times. Yeah. Hit the wall, hit the floor. I hit the ceiling too sometimes. Yeah. But like but yeah, but yeah, just <laughs> been through <laughs> just been through it. I've had some high highs and some low lows. Yeah. During my journey and it's I'm to I'm at a place now where I'm just excited. Yeah. I'm excited about the unknown. I'm excited about the future. I'm more confident in what I have to offer. Um, I know my what my limiting beliefs and my fears are. I spend a lot of time trying to figure that out. Like if I have so, like with my membership, I've had the idea to have a membership for three years. I've I pay someone that we have legitly mapped it out for the year. That was like two years ago. I never released it because I was scared. And I've never seen, like, no one has a membership in the taxation industry. No one. Mm. You know, Tax Boss Academy. Tax Boss Academy is my membership, and it's for tax professionals um, to get them ready for tax season 2022. You know, and so no one in this industry has a membership. You're right. Not a paid one. <laughs> it's so crazy. Because I finally released it. I didn't even know. I had to redo my quarter two plans because I made it official like April 22nd. It was a Thursday. Mm. And um, and how it just happened was just God all the way. Because it was something like I didn't even plan for it this year. I had other plans. And so how it happened and how everything just lined up. And I'm just like, well, I'm going to just try it and see. And it worked. Yeah. It worked. Like people are in my membership. They're excited. I have a whole tribe that pays me monthly. It's crazy. Yeah. And I'm sure the value that they get from that monthly you know, like it it's like when you pour when you in entrepreneurship I actually kind of feel this way more. I never felt so emotionally tied to my money till till now. But I feel like when I pour you into you, go. but but it's 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 actually been paying it's been paying off. The reason I say that, and we don't have to get too deep into my <laughs> like limit. It, it it has been a limiting belief. I remember the first time I spent sixteen hundred dollars for a course. My heart, I had heart palpitations. But what I mean is, and you know what, it's just worked out. So maybe I still do need to like re-channel that energy. But when I pay my monthly charge into a membership, and I feel like I get ten times more value, it's like oh yeah, it's nothing. Right. So, but I think because I'm on the positive side of it, it doesn't feel as bad. But I probably still need to kind of detach from the investment of the money because it's, I still feel like I'm poor. I'm. I feel like it's my money. I'm pouring into you. You're pouring into me. But there might be something. There might be something in there for me to think through because this just hasn't gone bad. I haven't. I haven't had any. I was just investing in some really great people. So congratulations. Like, like, my value and the people who are in your membership. Yeah, like they've invested really well, if I must say so myself, because <laughs> I, I over deliver. Yeah. You know, I want you, like, I take, and I think, you know, that whole, like, well, what are you scared of? And I think back in the day, it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm scared of success. 
But when I actually peeled back that layer, it's not success I was afraid of. It was the responsibility that came from success. Mm. And like this with a membership, I take it real personally. Like I am now responsible for these people who are in this membership. I like if someone isn't like doing stuff because I can see who's doing well. I'm hitting them up. Why are you in here? I don't want your money if you're not gonna do nothing. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like I'm at a point now where it's like I don't need your money, but if you're ready to work and change your circumstances, I'm here with you. You get what I'm saying? One hundred percent. But it's like I know like investing. That's the first step. Like congratulations. That's the first step. But now you have to do the work in order for you to get the result that you want, which is a profitable tax business. Yeah. And, um, and I take it, you know, and I, I don't take it too personally because I probably like, just don't want it. But like, um, it's, it is a responsibility. I have to show up every week. Yeah. You know, we have weekly meetings. I keep them engaged, make sure that I'm doing what I'm doing so they can do what they're doing because I'm not successful if they're not successful. Like, that's literally how I feel. Like, taxis are coming around and they all bomb. I'm going to feel like a whole failure and keep all alcohol away. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but, like, I, I will feel like a whole failure. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Um, but it was also a business move, too, because one-on-one -on -one coaching is draining in a way. Um, I love it. I love the price point, of course, mm -hmm. you know, but... I had to limit like three, three, like I can't do it no more than like three a day because I give people everything. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like if I, if I feel like you're paying me, then I'm going to give, I'm going to give it to you. And even when, you know, that's why I don't do consultations anymore. Cause I don't know. I don't do free consultations anymore. You can pay me for an hour. Mm -hmm. I don't do free consultations anymore because I don't know how to not give the game. Yeah. So people would sign up for my free consultation. I didn't. Mapped out their whole business, business. Mm -hmm. yeah. and they don't, they don't even convert. Yeah, they just go off and create their business or get another coach and create yeah. a business with someone else. Pay someone more mm -hmm. to pay someone else more for less. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a whole another episode. But like right. that was, I'm just like this. It's so crazy, but um, but but yeah, like I take it seriously because I, like I said, I don't know how to not get a game. Like if someone comes to me and asks me a question. I'm be like, oh girl, what the this what you do? I'ma give it to you. Why not? Because it's enough out here for all of us to eat and eat good at that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not for everybody, you know, and everyone is not for me. And once I became okay with that, it's like I don't care who I tell what, because either people gonna rock with me or they're not. And they can go rock with someone else. That's fine. You know, like, cause it's still a lot of, it's a lot of, it's more, it's more fake tax gurus out there than not, but it's still some good ones. You get what I'm saying? It's still some good ones. Yeah. So like, if you don't rock with me, you know, rock with her, rock with him. Like they're cool too. But you know, it's, it's what a few billion people on this earth. I don't, I don't need 8. all 4. Yeah, I don't need 8.4 billion. <laughs> right. I just need a few hundred thousand. Yeah. That'd be fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that'd be yeah. fine. So, like, um, yeah, I just, I would, I couldn't ever imagine the person I am today. Like, it was not part of my plan. I did not choose this. 
Because I tried to run away from it many times, many times. When I tell you I did not choose this life, you get what I'm saying? Like, mm. yeah, and that's, I think that's my biggest separator. I didn't, everything that's happened, like, it's just been me being obedient. Yeah. And God saying, this is what I want you to do. No, I told you this. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Over here, it don't work. Come back. Over here, no, come Like, a few times. I told you it takes me multiple times to learn the same lesson. Yeah. And, um, and finally, it's like, okay, I understand why I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, I am here for essentially servant leadership. You get what I'm saying? Like, to help especially my community elevate in a way that I know how, in a way that I know how. And so it's like, you know, you don't have to be a a preacher or a pastor or a bishop to, to do God's work. Like it's in, sometimes, you know, it's within your business. And I've realized that now, like, oh, this does matter. This does matter because when people call me crying and stuff because they their life has been transformed. Oh, this matters. Had no idea. Had no idea I would be this person. You are amazing. I had no idea. Like it still shocks me. Like and then people are like I don't know why and I'm like you know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> like you know who I was. Like what? And the way you are so cool, calm, and collected, even even your, um, it's like your dialect, your energy, you're super real, super raw. I can only imagine, like, and then she said something funny earlier. You said uh, when you wanted to be a criminal uh, profiler, you said you didn't want your family to turn on you. I said, oh, yeah, we probably have so much more. <laughs> we have so much yeah, more. they're going to be like, don't talk to Ty, you know, she the ops now. <laughs> I have really appreciated hearing your story. I think there's someone who really either identifies with your story and is already an entrepreneur or someone's still in corporate America and they still haven't even necessarily thought about they never they haven't translated that that feeling of there's more or I am great to let to an action. To not an even, action. not even whatever the action could be, but to an action to do something about it. Yeah. So and and even what I love about your story the most specifically for this context is, you know, the work and play podcast is the work and play podcast because I don't necessarily believe it's a balance. You're not balancing work and play. It's it's merging. If you don't have fun while you're working, why are you working? And you talk about the the positives of your life. A lot of us do. But what people need to understand is there's a journey to get there. And I just, I hope people, what people really understand through hearing your story is that you can totally reach that work and play. I'm not trying to make this a um, fairy tale dreamland. It is totally possible to live work and play. It is totally possible to enjoy your life. It is totally possible to live your dreams, but there's a journey. And as long as you're willing to live that journey and test yourself, be be self-aware and grow, you can reach this same level. Because it, 
everything that you just said, yeah, I it it wasn't always like this. Yeah. Like it wasn't. I um like I think like people ask me like, you know, what, what would you tell other people? Be yourself. I always thought that like me and my personal life and me and business could never merge because they were because I went to college, I got a degree, I was in corporate America, I had so much conditioning. Mm -hmm. And so the conditioning was you have to talk like this, you have to act like this to be successful. So even when I became an entrepreneur, I'm like, okay, well, I have to talk like this, I have to be like this to be successful, financially successful. And I started to realize that that wasn't true. But I had been conditioned so like that deconditioning process mm -hmm. is something that people don't talk about when you're coming from corporate America. Yeah. It's a totally different situation. And when you are so used to almost like putting on a facade, because when you go to these interviews and you do all of this, you you know, you know, you actually you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't present yourself in, in your best light, but you you're in between parameters. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and one one thing that stuck with me was when I was in high school. I never forget this girl. And everyone who knows me knows the story already. It's so <laughs> funny. But um, she was like, "You will never be nothing because you don't know how to enunciate." And because I got my little southern twang, and I don't enunciate shit. <laughs> but that, unbeknownst to me, like stayed with me. So when I became an entrepreneur, and I had speaking engagements and trainings, like I would hear myself, and I would try to talk differently, and I would try to be different, and I would try to, you know, and um. And by doing that, the message didn't land. I wasn't getting the message that I wanted people to hear out because I'm so focused on, dang, I didn't enunciate there. Dang, I just let that slide. Dang, I just said, um, I just said, ain't, I just said, y'all. That's how I talk in my normal life. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, be yourself. Like, it took me a while to just be like, you know what? I can't change how I talk. Yeah. I can improve it because eventually I want to be paid for speaking. So I'm going to get a coach, and you know, just because there's always room for improvement. But once I, once I became okay with, I can't change how I talk. Yeah. I can't, like, without the message being held hostage. You get what I'm saying? Like, because I'm so focused on my delivery that I'm not focused on the words I'm saying that, and teaching people how I really want to teach them because I said y'all. Yeah. Or I said ain't, or I said, you know what I'm saying, or I said a curse word. This is how I, this is me. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And so once I started to love me in that manner and and, and it kind of translated into my business, then the people who rock with me rock with me. Yeah. The, the definition of success has changed. Like, yeah, it has. Mm -hmm. And it probably always was that, but my conditioning said otherwise. Right. You get what I'm saying? And so... I would say, I would say... But it has changed. Yeah, because yeah, I think the best person who was good at being... Like, the best person who was good at being another person, that was success. Like, you could be a whole person outside of the camera, like especially for front-facing positions. You, the best person who was able to present themselves in a certain package, 
was the winner. And that package was predetermined and predefined and anything outside of that package was not considered success. Yeah. And so everyone tried to be this package. Mm -hmm. um, I know, I never forget, like Oprah's story, she used to talk about like when she started to do her thing, her idol was Barbara Walters. And so she used to try to be like Barbara Walters and whatnot. And so at a point in time, she realized I can be a better Oprah than I can be a fake Barbara Walters. Mm -hmm. And so that's when she started being herself. And now look at her. You yeah. get what I'm saying? And so it's like, I can be a better type because no one can do me like I do me. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like no one can. And that's with everybody. Like be yourself yeah. because people are going to rock with you. Yeah. You know, I hate to use the word authentic because it, it means so much, but now it's like a whole like catchphrase and everything. Right. Like, be authentic and authentic. But it, it 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 still has some power to it. And it's true. You know, you still want to lead with your best foot forward and all of that. Um, I'm not gonna be like raw raw tied from the west side everywhere I go. You get what I'm saying? But if I'm talking, we having a conversation or whatnot, mm -hmm. like I can be myself. I can be myself because that doesn't take away from what I offer and how I transform people's lives. Like I have a certain knowledge, skill set, and, and and experience that I know is valuable. Mm -hmm. Point blank, period. No matter how I'm talking, and so I transform people's lives no matter how I talk. I've been doing it with this voice and with this non-enunciation, you know. So like I'm gonna continue. Absolutely. I cannot have had a better conversation for today. You guys have definitely got a lesson. You guys haven't gotten a word. And I honestly feel like if you replay this, it's a step-by-step -step, um, process of what to expect when you do make that transition. That, that deconditioning thing, I'm going to have to write that down as well. So one of the things that I, and you kind of did it, but you kind of already like answered this question. But I, I want to ask you directly before we get out of here, um, because... As you have these Nairobi earrings on, you definitely are going to feel this My question. black is beautiful. Yes. So as we, um, the question that I ask typically as we close out is, um, so I got the, the this is from Sankofa, where as we move forward, as we, as we walk forward, we always have to look back. We have to reach back and carry someone who's in either on their journey or not even started on their journey and kind of say something or do something to pull them forward. Never forget your past, never forget your history. So as you think about your history, our history, and where you are today, and even where you want to go in the future, right? Mm -hmm. what, is that, what is that word that you would share with us that um, would help them make a decision or even prepare for their journey ahead? Mm. It's a few things. So if I'm, ooh, ooh, it's a few things. Oh, first of all, I just want to give them a hug. <laughs> like, but um, if I had to say one thing for someone who's maybe on the fence or who just needs something to hear for their journey is um, do your best to get in alignment whatever that means to you, whether that's God, whether that's the universe, whether, whether that's energetically, um, because 
when you are in your zone of genius, when you are aligned, everything becomes so clear and you can better navigate your path. Um, and don't worry about anyone else's path. Like your journey is your journey. Don't, it's not a race. Okay. Like I hate to be cliche. Like it's not a, you know, it's not a, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint, but don't look at other people's journey because you don't know what they've been through, what internal work they've done to get to where they're going. Mm -hmm. Um, so just be in your own, be in your own lane, experience everything, take everything <laughs> on the chin essentially. Um, and learn when you're at your lowest point, that's when you strategize. That's not the time to woe is me and all of that. That is the time to be like, to look internally. How did I get here? How am I going to get out? Get in alignment. And then you'll find a way. That's the one thing I can say. You know, uh, get in alignment. Uh, I know that's like a catchphrase nowadays too, but research it. You know, like listen to people talking about getting centered and aligned and all of that because it matters. Mm -hmm. It matters. And that's how opportunity comes to you, too. That's how you stop chasing opportunity and opportunities come to you. Yeah. Well, if you do want to get aligned and <laughs> you have connected with Miss uh, Tatiani from her story, from the tax business side of things, and you want to get aligned and you want to figure out what that means outside of researching, I always say cut that uh, learning curve a little bit and reach out to the person that you want to help you with that. So, Ms. Tatiani, how can they connect with you or work with you if they want to learn more? Sure. Um, I'm most active on my IG at Tatiani Favors, um, but I'm at Tatiani Favors on all platforms. But like I said, I'm most active on IG um, or you can go to my website uh, www.mindyourtaxbusiness.com but it's in the link of my bio so <laughs> love it well there you have it i hope you enjoyed this episode thank you for watching thank you so much for listening and thank you for joining me on this couch today thank you for inviting me i had such a good time and you got an exclusive about me i ain't talking about none of this stuff publicly so hi i appreciate it y'all be good go out there and be great and until next time peace out peace